Here we go, man. Another episode. Hey, we're live, baby. Let's go. We are. We are. We are. We are. Thank Another you for listening, win. guys. So this is another episode of Fight on Montana. Uh, like we said, uh, we are two couch potatoes uh, getting to talk to sports. And thanks for listening to us, man. Yeah, 100%. Welcome, guys, to the show. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us. We are on um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, we're on a couple other ones, aren't we, too? Uh, Stitcher. Um, yeah, pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast, we're there. Yeah. If you guys are YouTube listeners, YouTube watchers, I uh, wanted to actually see our faces um, since we are two beautiful, handsome hunks of uh, potatoes. <laughs> we right. are going to be on FCS Fans Nation's YouTube channel. Uh, we, recently, we recently started a partnership with them uh, and just basically uh, kind of surrounded by other podcasts without the, the, the FCS kind of realm. Um, so, again, they push out really, really good stuff. So uh, don't be afraid to check us out on there. Rate, review, and, uh, and subscribe to the channel. And then uh, let us know what you guys think exactly amen amen man so yeah this is just basically going to be a uh grizz update and then we're going to recap uh the N- indiana state uh win and then we will go into uh our next opponent for homecoming in the portland state vikings so that's where we're headed with this um yeah. but first man let's get some of the grizz updates because there's it's it's one of those those times of years man where if you're not being careful you're gonna miss something um yep. so first one man soccer uh they had a busy busy weekend um uh, they played a boy at a boise state playing to a tie nil nil or zero zero depending on where where you're at in the world um then they came home to missoula and decimated north dakota state three to zero uh they are currently t- headed to sacramento state tomorrow play on ESPN plus in Sacramento state and then Portland state on Sunday. Um, so they've got a little road swing. Um, you guys can catch those games. Um, if you are not in those areas of Portland state and Sacramento state on ESPN plus. Um, and so uh, give, give a shout out to them that they're starting their conference schedule. And so this is kind of where the rubber meets the road, man. And uh, that next step going to the, the, NCA tournament where they want to be 100% man and I was actually in Boise this last weekend and I tried oh, nice. to sneak away from work in order to catch the game but um, unfortunately just didn't work out but again I mean nothing but respect from the program the NDSU win that's what we love to see you know yes. we're hoping for a couple of those spread across the program this upcoming year so fingers crossed knock on wood not going to say anything else but um, yeah congratulations to them and good luck to them exactly uh, going into volleyball they had a a Man, their travel forecast has been crazy. Uh, They've just been all over the nation. So they were in South Carolina, I believe, last weekend. Uh, Did really, really well. Finished their non-conference with a two-and-one two record in that tournament. Uh, They finished uh, probably one of the best years, non-conference schedules they've had in the last probably 20 years. Um, So looking at what they've got, they've got – they're actually playing right now in Flagstaff against Northern Arizona as we speak. Um, and then they play Saturday uh, in Missoula against Idaho. So definitely 7.30 p.m. If you're not doing anything on a on a Saturday at night uh, after the Portland State game, you know, head up, support uh, Grizz Volleyball and, and support those ladies. 
Hey, you got to love this time of year, too. I mean, there's just oh, yeah. things going on everywhere, oh, man. Yeah. Well, I and mean, then we got two months and basketball starts, and it's just like yeah. everything's going, man. If you, if you say you're bored, man, you're crazy. Get off the couch. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's some, yeah. always something to do. So Always some. Always some. Uh, and then just wanted to kind of give a shout out to, uh, I believe, women's tennis. Uh, they are here in the next probably uh, Friday through Sunday going to the Barb Chandler Classic. So I uh, wanted to give them a shout out. Uh, good luck, ladies. And yeah, yeah. that's the end we're, of Grizz updates, dude. Yeah, sweet, man. We're rooting for you guys. I mean, again, like I said, I mean, what a time of the year. Nothing but sports going on all over the place. So make sure you guys get out support. Um, not only football, but just all sports, man. I mean, exactly. that's what it's really about. That's what this community is about. So make sure you show love in any way that you possibly can, man. Exactly. We want to support yeah. them because they're hard at it, man. This is the time of the yep. year that they're hard at it. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, like, like you said, guys, uh, the next thing we're going to go into is just like breaking down the Indiana State victory. Um, so Angel, uh, did you get to watch the game and what were your thoughts, man? I, so I watched the game, uh, just a quick little recap as far as the point spread kind of went, uh, 14 in the first quarter. Um, in the second quarter, seven, and then we finished up third and fourth in the second half with 14 apiece in each quarter. Um, Indiana State-wise, they scored 14 points, one touchdown in the first quarter, one touchdown in the fourth quarter. Um, when you look at the grand team of things, absolute domination, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I guess before I get into it, yeah. I keep hearing this reoccurring. You know, I saw a lot of people online, on Facebook, on different types of channels basically being, hey, we were a little bit worried you know, when the, when the game first started, did you feel that way too? Um, I was, I was, you know, the, 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 and this is what ESPN did too. their broadcast. They, they had this whole thing about, you know, the Grizz not traveling to the Eastern, you know, and no. how, how, how long it's been, but we don't really get out to the Eastern cause it, it costs a lot of money to go that way. So yep. usually, you know, if we're not, if we're not playing in the Eastern, it's probably not in the, it's either in the playoffs or we're trying to play someone that's closer to home. Um, mm. So I, I thought that that was kind of misconstrued. Um, I know that, you know, it's hard. It, it's hard on people's bodies. I know just flying and, and going to somewhere, it, it takes a little bit of, you know, oomph to yeah, get through Yeah, it takes a lot that. out of you, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of figured that that first quarter would be kind of a filling out period um, and kind of getting our legs under us. I, I, I knew this team wasn't going to, you know, it wasn't going to be a game. Um, yeah. How they did it, the, the touchdown on how they did it, how they ran against us kind of scared me. And I think that that kind of shows something that other teams might try to take advantage of. Um, mm-hmm. But also, you know, just hearing Bobby talk on, I think, uh, the ta- uh, the coaches show that I guess there was some miscommunication on the defensive staff and also him. And so, um, you know, who knows? We'll see this weekend yeah. where they're, they're, they got a good running attack and, and, it, it and that's, <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of what I was telling Adam right before we hopped on. I said, you know yeah. what? Usually, you know, the first quarter, the first couple minutes of the game, maybe first half of the quarter, I don't really know kind of is situational based on the games. There's always going to be a different team playing. Yeah. You know, you start to know the personality of the team after kind of that first couple minutes kind of goes away. Yeah. After you get through 15, 20 minutes, you start to really see who that team is, the personality of the team, if they're the, and if they're really ready for, for, for war, you know, for yeah. a fight. You know, yeah. so again, 
I always see this. Everybody's all, well, the first quarter, it was a little scary. It was a little shaky. No, it wasn't. It was a filling out period. I think it's just one of those things that naturally happens when you're playing a football team. You get the best in the first quarter because they want to try to make a statement. But you're going to see who's actually comes out on top time and time again simply because of the consistency, that yeah. aggressiveness. And that's something that we have on our side that, unfortunately, Indiana State did not have. No. One one actually way, I think you just kind of mentioned it, you know, you saw a couple runs and you said that you're a little bit worried about it. And we kind of all go back to, I think his name was Dinka, that running back for Indiana State. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you said, there was a couple of miscommunications on the actual uh, defensive side of the ball. When he scored that 55-yard run touchdown, we weren't really ready. We weren't no. really set up. You no. know what I mean? And so well, because I, of that, I don't necessarily – and when you think about his first half performance, I mean, he had over 100 yards technically over the first half. 55 yeah. was on that one long run play. Well, so, and, and and Coach Houck said that they had two calls in. Half the team was playing one call. Half the yeah. team was playing the other call. Yeah. And so, like – that, that that hole that he ran through was the biggest hole I've seen. And I don't think anyone touched him. They just um, weren't ready. They, they just weren't ready. ready. They, the calls and, yeah. and that kind of, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, you're probably just playing into that. But if you really look at it, like you could see people like, what, what is going on? Yeah. Like, so I, I mm-hmm. do believe, uh, Coach, yeah. about that. Um, and then. Yeah, and then when you even you look at the whole game of how he played, he ended up with like 87 yards net or something like that, you know, in comparison to over 100 yards in the first half. Yeah. Again, just being able to hold him to negative yardage in that second half, you would think it would be the opposite. If he's heating up, he's going to have consistently a good game throughout the course. So yeah. for me personally, everybody's talking about the run game. I don't see that as a worry because, again, 55 yards of his total net play was on a touchdown where we weren't ready. Granted, that's on us. We got to be yeah. better. But again, Bobby even addressed it and said, "Hey, you know what? You're right. We got to be better. We made a mistake. There was a little bit of miscommunications. We're gonna ch- we're gonna fix that, you yeah. know." And yeah. it kind of talks into the you know the whole concept of uh, fast tempo. You yeah. know, or is that something that you think teams are gonna be able to start to pick up on and try to utilize against us? I don't think so because we do that just as much in practice. You know, we work yeah. on those types of schemes. And the nice part about it is. You never know when it's going to come, you know? So we do a job about making sure that we're lined up, we're ready. You know, again, that was just kind of a fluke play, so I don't necessarily count that. Yeah, and, you know, like you are saying, the first quarter, they, they they slashed us on the ground for 96 yards. 55 of those yards were that one play. Um, but like you said, defense, they got comfortable. The next three quarters, uh, they allowed 13 yards on 25 attempts. Yeah. Um, for the next three quarters. I mean, um, you think you think about that. Obviously, a mistake was fixed. And yeah. again, I'm actually kind of happy it happened, you know, yep. simply because we need to get if if it is, you know, a kink that we need to kind of work out, we're going to work it out, yep. you know. So yep. being able to do it in a game like that, just, you know, OK, you know what? We need to be better. We need to be more logged in as far as the communication goes in order to get these guys lined out and vice versa. You know, make sure that we're paying attention in order for things like that to not happen because it can happen in the blink of an eye. Anybody yeah. can line up, run a quick, you know, a quick play, you know, on on sound, and then before you know, it, you're off to the races. I've had it done to me before. I've done it to other teams before, mm-hmm. and so just making sure that you're always prepared is definitely an advantage. And like I said, I don't think it was an issue of preparedness. It's just you know, uh, communication issue. And so they're gonna get it fixed. I'm not worried about it. And so ultimately, when you think about his play, congratulations to him to having. You know, on paper, oh, yeah. a pretty a pretty decent show out. Decent but show. I don't think it was because he he ran all over us. I think no. it was more kind of like, hey, just getting into the group of things in first quarter. 
obviously yeah. that one play, everything else, obviously holding through the next three quarters, only 13 yards. That's pretty damn impressive from our defense. Well, yeah, and like you said, like that was like the first touchdown, I believe, in like the first three quarters of the season. Yeah. So isn't that crazy? That our defense is doing so amazing. Yeah. And I don't I don't 100%. think you're gonna you're not gonna see uh too many schools run for run for a hundred yards on us. Yeah. Uh, this next game is gonna be is is going to be interesting with Portland State because they are going to run run the ball and we'll get to that. But yeah, uh, some other things on the defense side. Since we're just kind of going defense right now, Angel, you know, Kale Edwards, man, getting that fumble recovery. How after cool is that? Patrick O'Connell hit that guy. Uh, I mean, that's what I was kind of looking at, man. I was looking yeah. at it from the kind of the end zone view, walking watching it out. Obviously, with us being able to run a three three five, it yeah. just gives us the ability, you know, to kind of uh, it's a little bit of a guessing game when it comes to you know offensive line eyes, you yeah. know. With that, they were able to run a twist, you know, linebacker come ear hole the guard. You know, he kept his eyes and those bad eyes on the actual left guard, kept his eyes on that linebacker. Terrible pass off gave, you know, uh, Patrick the opportunity just to run, literally just run right through, through the yeah. right through the B gap. Yeah. You know, obviously, that's why the blind side, the back side is some of the most important positions. You know, when I think about the game of football, if I do have inexperienced guys, I want to put them on the front side of the quarterback simply because there's a little bit more better awareness. But if I'm a backside, I mean, it's complete trust. You're doing yeah. everything. They know. Hey, I know you guys are going to get me. So if something like that cannot happen on guard play and he let it happen, which ultimately forced to what, you know, Kale Edwards picking it up, running it home for six, which is great on yeah. our side. You know, yeah, exactly. that's one of the most important things that I want people to understand. Having disciplined eyes is going to be huge, huge. Yeah. And so I think, obviously, we have a defense that really kind of throttles those eyes and kind of messes up people simply because you don't know where the hell people are coming from. You don't know where your assignment is. It creates all this confusion to people that are still learning the game. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like another thing, you know, Robbie had himself a game. I think oh, he was dude. named. He's a hawk. The, yeah, he's like, yeah, exactly a hawk, right? Fucking hawk, oh dude. Oh, my God. Did you hear them? The, the announcer just calling him a hawk, hawk, hawk? Yeah, yeah. That's why oh. I said it. When they said it, I, oh. I literally, right before I think he came down from, you know, all the way to the position, he tacked the run pretty heavy. He yeah. made a guy miss, you know, him and Patrick were in the backfield, you know, for yeah. I think it was a sack or something like that. Yeah. And literally two seconds later, he was just like, this dude's a ball hawk. And I was just like, that's the perfect way to, to talk about Robbie. Well, did it you really, hear, really is. Yeah, he is a ball hawk. But did you hear the uh, sideline reporter? Like all game, she was saying hawk instead of hawk. Oh, yeah. I no saw that too. Like, I was like, I saw, um, did she I really did see that. that that was like, like when they said that, like that was his name? Yeah. Or like what, what was going on? Yeah. Like, was it was like, crazy because uh... like the, the actual like reporters in the booth were like, hawk, hawk. Yeah. And yeah. then she was just like, Robbie. <laughs> Bobby Hawk, yeah. Bobby like, Hawk, <laughs> and I was just like, ah, uh, like, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know. It was, it was, it was just kind of funny to see, you was. know. It was, I was like, was. what the hell? But I was like, yeah, no, whatever. I was like, Ball he, Hawk, whatever. He is three tackles away from being the all-time leading tackler in uh, Grizz history. So, uh, yeah. you know, I, knock on wood, I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll probably get it this weekend. Um, yeah. And so, you know, craziness. He's still got you know, the rest of the season to pad that stat. And I, I'm sure he will. Yeah. 100% man. I mean, like I said, I, I always talk about his kind of story. I'll mention it on the podcast here a couple of times and just being able to know, you know, him individually, he's an outstanding guy, truly through and through, you know, yeah. he, he's, he's, he's a Hawk. 
in the classroom. He's a hawk on the field, man. <laughs> uh, he's just an all all around good dude, man. Really, really super genuine, down to earth. I mean, you know, he's he's loving of everybody, accepting of everybody when it comes to the football field. He doesn't care about the size. You know, he doesn't care how big you are, how small you are. He's going to go out there and tear your head off. And, you know, I think he makes a – and I think what makes him next level is just his instinct for the game, you know? Yeah. Yep. You know, and I think that, I mean, obviously he fits in well with this defense, but just you have to have a little bit of an instinctual kind of touch to be able to play on our defense. Yep. And I think we have a lot of guys out there that fit that picture. And obviously, you know, Robbie being one of those guys. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, also, you know, one thing that just stands out dude, to, to me, like we've been saying every podcast is another game without an injury. Um, yeah, that's a good, wood. yeah. Knock uh, on wood. Just, just, that that that's just awesome because you know by this time last year we were we were racking up some injuries and so haven't done that yet. Um, one thing that I would like to get to because I, I know it was a question of a uh, a listener, um, and it kind of did did go in with the uh, injury. Um, yeah. So uh, thank you. You know, beware of the D he, he, from Duluth, Minnesota. Man, born and raised, uh, told us. I'm still waiting for Marcus Knight to have a breakout game. However, it seems that the backs are splitting carries this season, which I believe is a good thing. Uh, do you think him or any other of the running backs will get 100-plus yards this season? Um, so, you know, honestly, my opinion is I, I don't think we're going to see any back get 100 yards unless you see somebody break off a, a huge long run. I don't think they're going to – you're not going to just feed one guy the whole game and whole game. You're going to see a constant, steady, you know, three, four man rotation yep. on running back. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. That's a crazy part about it. When you kind of think about it, you know, that's yeah. a really, really good question. I mean, cause ultimately I, I feel like uh, we all want to see Marcus have, you know, a hundred yeah. yard game, you know, yeah. really easily. But I think just with the talent that we have back there, it's going to be extremely challenging to do. Um, yeah. If, if I don't know, I, I just had this is just kind of an instinctual feeling for me personally. I feel yeah. like when we play those tougher teams, if we're having success running with a certain back, who knows? We yeah. might do an in-game adjustment, maybe give them a little more touches, with, could, which could obviously potentially give us an opportunity to maybe have a hundred-yard game. But I think ultimately, I think this scheme is working really well because it's hard to really figure out what you're going to do you have to adjust to four or five guys four or three or four guys actually i guess you know their running styles their techniques everybody runs a little bit different even though the schematics are kind of the same when you think of the concepts um and that makes it extremely difficult it's hard to prepare yeah. for one good back but when you have three four guys back there that could all run the well run the ball really efficiently it's yeah. going to make it really tough so I don't think I'll see that um, from a particular running back, even though maybe we kind of feel as fans that we want that. But mm -hmm. ultimately, all that matters to me as a fan is that we have a protected run game. You know, exactly. as a as a, as a as a you know a guy that appreciates and respects the run game. You know, I just want us to keep getting better and better and better. Yeah. Well, and and like the uh, another person on Egris, they they said uh, C D A Grizz. Uh, says, I know I might be wrong, and I don't know the stats, but Xavier C Xavier Harris seems to be running with most the most urgency so far this season. It seems like he's hitting the holes and finds it better than Knight at this point. I know no Knight has been uh, filtering in, but have you seen the uptick in energy with the way Harris runs? I'm think like I like I'm thinking I do. Um, 
No, I, I don't think uh, no, I, uh, there's a couple runs this last game where I kind of saw something where he was going a little bit faster, but I think Osmo was putting in the work too, man. He was running guys so over. He was, yeah. he was putting it in, you know, and this last game, I think, you know, Knight only had like three carries. So, um, I believe. If yeah. That's wrong. a, that's a little weird too, huh? Yeah. When you kind of think about it. So you know, I'm kind of thinking, I mean, I mean, I'm trying to figure out like the kind of the strategy behind that. Cause obviously Nick and Osmo great guys, but even when Osmo was healthy behind, yeah. you know, Knight, it was yeah. Knight mostly getting those touches, but this game was a little bit different, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and so I'm I'm still trying to piece that together. I don't know if if it's a strategy thing. I don't know if it's a hey, we just want to make sure that you can you know obviously be as healthy as you possibly can for as long as you can. We'll get you in to make sure you keep the rust off, but we're gonna need you late in the season. And with yeah. being so fresh in the season, I mean that may be one way to kind of interpret it. But ultimately, it it's kind of a tough way to kind of you know really answer that question because ultimately you know I think Osmo really kind of stood out this game clearly. Um, Harris is obviously super, super talented, but the difference is, I mean, they're just two different backs. It's hard to really compare, you know, well, and couch coach, how said something on one of the radio shows that I listened to that, <laughs> sorry guys, I'm, I'm fighting a cold. So, um, they were, they had seen something in Indiana state where they know that the run, the, the RPO, right. That they were going to be pass heavy this last game against Indiana state. Yeah. Um, I, I know that they, well, going into it, I don't know if they knew this, but the their free safety or their safety was injured. So I think they kind of knew that they could take advantage of in the passing game. And so yeah. they pass a whole heck of a lot. I think that they did 32, 33 times this game. And so um, I think that, you know, the run pass option, I think, you know, Lucas made the right decisions. He he had some good passes and and he he did throw the ball a lot more than probably they wanted to because I know yeah. that they want that kind of that 50-50 split, and it wasn't 50-50. It was more pass-heavy. And so um, I would expect this next game going back to Wagriz and playing Portland State, I think that you're going to see that kind of even out a little bit more um, just based off of, of strategy and stuff like that. Um, but yeah. I, I hope that, you know, that Marcus, as a fan, um, that Marcus gets some more touches because, you know, the only way he's going to get – back acclimated is getting those touches. Um, but you could say the same thing about Osmo too. He was gone, not as much, um, but he was still gone, gone for a while. Season. Yeah. So um, hopefully. And that's the gets... tough part about it, man. Like, obviously I love night. I have a personal relationship with yeah. him and I, as I do Osmo as well too. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things. It's, it's hard to, to want to root for one single guy to be that guy. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, this is, again, just from a fan side of things. Ultimately, we want it to be efficiency. We want efficiency. If that ends up being that one guy stands out, yeah. whoever the case may be, that just, you know, that just is what it is. You yeah. know, but ultimately, you want to see all these guys get touches. You want to see all these guys make touchdowns and, you know, celebrate in the end zone, take cool photos, post it on the Instagram. That's what you want to see. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. But at the same time, it's like it's like we're we're so diverse back there. We're so heavy in that kind of situation uh, in the running back kind of room that it, it's it's so advantageous to just give him sick, di uh, different looks. And like yeah. you said, one thing that I think we should be impressed about when it comes to just being a fan is the simple fact that we can change our playbook up to be more pass-heavy and be consistent with it. Because yeah. I've been part of teams, I've seen teams just watching throughout the game of football, that, hey, you know what, they're a little bit of a 50-50 balance, but if they have to take advantage of the pass game, they kind of struggle a little bit because it's a little bit off the regime. 
You know what yeah. I mean? Yep. And so being able to see that, I think it was extremely impressive. And I think, you know, kind of what you just mentioned, it's just a good point to to kind of see being able to say, hey, you know what, well, we want to attack the run or the pass game a little bit heavier. And then actually executing that just goes to show, you know, the type of players that we have on that team. Well, and one thing that I I, I want to see a little bit too is Marcus does a, an, an, a fabulous job of his hand skills, right? Yeah. Uh, he's able to catch the ball out of the backfield and, and do something with it. They haven't been doing that a lot this year. They've been doing a whole lot more of the run pass option and stuff like that, where you're not hitting the background where the running back is kind of curling out and kind of being that, um, what the, the, the flow person or whatever, where you're, you're, you drop it off. Yeah. The read. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not, you're not seeing that, um, as much, but I, I think that's something that you could probably see going down the future of the season where, Hey, maybe he gets more touches, um, being passed the ball on the side rather than being, um, given the ball down, you know, just running. So, um, yeah. And that's the thing about it. I just think that we have such a talented receiver core that yeah. it does, he doesn't need to have that read and pass it down to the running back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think when you're kind of looking at it, I mean, he's seeing guys that are open, he's taking advantage of it. And that's one oh, thing yeah. that I did want to point out, you know, I thought Lucas did an awesome job, you know, making plays happen, you know, mm-hmm. not with his feet, obviously he's, we already know that he's talented enough oh, yeah. on the running to be able to make those yards and make them count. But just through the air, I think we had an extremely efficient game. But they were tight balls. Oh, yeah, know? they, they were, were very tough tight. balls to catch. Yep. And I think that just goes to show the type of trust that he has in these receivers. Because yep. they're 50-50 balls. Some of those balls, I was just like, that's a tough one to catch. And then I see Mitch Roberts up there, you know, leaping this all over this defender by a foot, <laughs> just making it work for him. You know what yep. I mean? Yep. And so it's incredible to see these things. and you know, kind of make these plays happen and seeing these guys get their first touchdowns too. I mean, Cole got his first touchdown. Malik got his first touchdown. Um, who am I missing? Somebody else got the uh, first Keelan touchdown. Keelan White. Keelan White got his first touchdown. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just being able to have those guys that are that are really, you know, just kind of take off helps build, helps build confidence in them. Oh, yeah, helps exactly. Helps trust in Lucas to say, hey, you know what? Let's go. We got this, you know? Yep. And it was cool to see Bergen get out there and throw a touchdown too. That was kind of a fun thing. Yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 Well, the pace was great too. Like, so some of the things that I saw that the pace was great, you know, uh, and then also just the pass protection, man, the pass protection was amazing. I, you know, and, and we've been kind of looking at the line, the pass protection was awesome. We only had two sacks that game. One was, um, at the end of the game and then one was, uh, of Johnson. So one, one for Johnson, one for Brown, um, the, the Brown one did, you know, end up being a fumble and they ran it back. Um, when he got sacked, I believe, but the pass protection was good. He had the time in, in the back to, to throw and to dissect. Um, and then also just the, like you were saying, the great distribution of hitting all those guys. He's not figure. He's not on one guy. Does he have? A yeah. Favorite? I think he hit like t- eight total guys throughout the game, man. And you're like, yep. wow, that's cool. You know? Yep. And I really do like in the second half, I, I really felt like the second half, I don't know if it was just us tiring them out, but, I felt like the line was getting a lot more push um, and getting to that second level of guys in the background yeah. where they are getting to those running backs. And so I really feel like our line is starting to develop. And we, you know, we, like we've said in this podcast, they've got another three games to go where they can kind of tweak things and kind of, you know, maneuver and kind of develop. Yeah. And, and it isn't as, you know, the lighting isn't at, on them as much as it will be on the back end of our schedule. So, um, yeah, 
Dola, keep on keep on developing, guys. And obviously, as a guy that kind of um, played that position um, just a little bit, um, I'm a little bit more critical of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think I uh, I understand the schemes of what they're doing because it's the same schemes that I was taught. There was a couple times, like where I said earlier in the kind of podcast, that you say, you know, you yeah. want your backside to be the more experienced side. Um, I think that we have that that kind of scenario kind of going in place. So we have the backside, kind of a little bit more wealth of knowledge, been around the block, been part of programs. Then we have some of the newer guys on the right side. I yeah. did see on the right side a couple plays where on the passive direction, they may have just overstepped, overset just a little bit, you know, which kind of caused one of those one of those sacks earlier in the game. Um, so that's just me being critical. But overall, yeah. I completely agree with what you just said. I think throughout the course of the game, you saw that confidence start to build up. You saw that pushback. I mean, the production, it was a lot more dialed in. You know, yeah. it was it was it was an improvement from last week, you yeah. know. And I think it was really kind of that 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 next step to really realize, okay, we can play, you know. We can play cohesively as a unit. We can be productive as a unit. How do we take it to the next level from here? You know what yep. I mean? And yep. it's small things like that. You can start to see, you know, very critical small things to really tiny things, but just a small tweak changes the whole perspective of, you know, how to handle defender. And yeah. so because of that, that's kind of the next level. It's not necessarily that I think they're a bat because they're really freaking good. And you yeah. see that, you know, week in and week out. And you see that improvement and you start – it, it starts to be that question of can they play to how far can they go, you know, every exactly. single week. And I've mentioned this every single week, but it's just going to be the case of the name of the game from here throughout the end of the season. And like you said, we do have a couple more tune-up games. Um, I feel a little bit differently about Portland State specifically, simply because of, you know, previous history. Um, but we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but ultimately, this is going to be a great experience for those guys. Just yeah. to be able to develop that trust with Johnson and vice versa, being able to trust within themselves and that confidence too. And um, we got a damn good line. So I think we have yeah. the right guys in place and I want to see how far they can take it. Well, and one thing that I, you know, I forgot to uh, um, say with the, the question that we had is in that game, I really felt like Osmo was the harder, uh, he, he was, he was hitting guys. Right. So we yeah. used Osmo to kind of, um, soften up the defense, and then when we we hit Osmo all those times, then Harris was able to kind of um, go through the, their defense and kind of make some yardage as well. So I thought we did the ground and pound kind of attack, and then kind of softened it up for Harris to go through too. Yeah, so, a strategic um, way, yeah, kind of a strategic way. I don't know if that was meant to, but it, it worked out for us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hundred percent, uh, man. You know, special teams, dude. I gotta give up. special teams. Our special teams was amazing, dude. Awesome, uh, PAT, dude. Oh gosh, yeah, that was good to see. That was awesome to see. Exactly. Patrick continues to boot it out of this yeah. world. He had six punts. Four of them were in in the inside the twenty. He's had ten of his thirteen punts inside the twenty. Yeah, dude. That that is that is ridiculous. That's a tough thing to do because it's all a feel thing. You know? Oh yeah. It not, nothing to turn, you're not just trying to kick it out of the park every single time because if you wanted yeah. to, you could. So it's a oh, field yeah. thing. You have yeah. to strategically place it on the field. And so, again, he's playing consistently. Obviously, our PAT game showed some improvement this past improvement, weekend as well, yeah. too. Um, I, I don't necessarily know if it was because of a change in environment. It was it was a little bit of a less pressure. You're not surrounded by 30,000 screaming people. Yeah. Um, or it could simply be, hey, you know what? We just built confidence week in and week out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things. It was good to see regardless, but I want to see how they handle it this week. 
Exactly. Exactly. Well, and one thing with Patrick is is they don't really keep they do the inside the 20, but I know a lot of those punts that he did uh, at Indiana State, a couple of those were inside the 10. Yeah. I think two or three of those were inside the 10. So I uh, give a shout out to him. And like I like you said, you mentioned the PAT uh, team did a lot better. Um, yeah. It, we got We got to give a shout out to uh, Mr. Flowers, man. He oh, is. Dude. He is so close. Uh, thirty-three. He needs thirty-three yards to be the all-time uh, leading. I think purpose yards for special uh, kickoff returns here. Um, I hope he gets it this this weekend. I hope uh, so too. What, what, what would you say? How gets th- three tackles? Flowers gets thirty-three yards. It's threes. Threes all over, man. Threes no, all it's, over. I, you know what? It's a season of threes, baby. We got to go do it. You know exactly. Um, I, I think it's uh, that's a tough part about Malik because it's out of his control. Oh you yeah, know? oh they yeah. have to give him the ball yeah. and say we want this guy to come at us. And if he does, very, very possible things. But I think teams know, hey, we don't want to do that because we already know what he's capable of. Exactly. Well, have mm-hmm. Bergen catch it and then just pitch it to him and say, "Go!" Just pitch it in every time, every time. Here you go get the three yards, man. Go get, go get it, <laughs> dude. I seen this video of where this guy—I don't know—I I can't remember the context of the of, but this guy was about to score a touchdown. Gave it to one of the linemen, let him score the touchdown. Oh my gosh! It was like a dream. It was like a dream come true for this guy. This guy was jumping oh, heck, up. Yeah. He, you know, this. Oh, dude, it was kind of cool to see. So, who knows? Who knows? Oh man. Yeah. Well, like, like, like you said, like I, I, I thought it was a dominant performance. Yeah. Um, it, it has to be surreal going to a different uh, time zone, right? And, and playing, and then they weren't there that long. I think they were. They, they had to travel to Indianapolis, which is I think like two hours away from mm-hmm. where they had to play because I think where they are playing didn't really have the capabilities of having them stay there. So that's a whole diff- different thing too. Is that that's hard on your body getting on a bus and and traveling two hours when you've been yeah. in a, a a plane too. So uh, shout yeah. out to those guys doing their craft, doing their work, and and doing it well, man. Yeah, doing it like professionals, and that's what you want on the football team. Yep. You know, again, being able to travel a long distance that's always tough. I mean, I think about my travels from here to California, from here to you know Idaho, and I'm exhausted. Yep. You know, yep. just from a couple hours of flight, I can only imagine being able to do that, practicing, going to get ready for a football game, trying to stay mentally kind of alert, especially in a new kind of foreign place that you yep. haven't been to before for a lot of those guys. Um, and then doing our professionals, you know, yep. you know, that was one thing that I saw. I mean, guys were, you know, hey, we're just going to do our job and get out of here. We're not here to pick fights. We're not here to, you know, poke fun of people. We're here to do what we need to do, get back on the bus, go back home on the airplane and then, uh, just enjoyed the afternoon. So it was nice to know that they were back home. I think they were back home like nine or 10 o'clock or relatively early or two. So wow. give them a chance to go kind of celebrate the win together. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into this next one, man. Uh, one more our, thing. Yes. Fontes yes. got on the board. Fonts got on the board. Fonts got on the board. He, he <laughs> I, really call well oh, I, I call him Fontes. I can't him Fontes. Oh, man, I'm sorry. It's been a, it's been a week, boys. Fonts. Uh... <laughs> Oh gosh! I'm not gonna let you leave that one down. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> at least you didn't yeah, call yeah. him. At least you didn't call him Fonzie. Fonzie. I mean, <laughs> probably would have been better. I don't know. But it's all good. Um, got final got in the rotation. 
you know, yeah. I think that it was so good to see. I think he was a really re- leading receiver. I think he had, yeah. you know, a little just a little bit over 93 yards on, I think, yeah, seven or eight pa- touches or something like that. Yeah. 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 So, again, it was really, really cool to see it. Um, shout out to Tommy. I think he's uh, he, he's one of the university kind of photographers. He's always around. Uh, oh, he yeah. took a super dope pic of, of, of him just hurling a defender. Yeah. I mean, put that on ESPN, brother. You know oh what I mean? Gosh. Oh my gosh, he, it was he so is cool. A, so. He is a fabulous photographer. He's like, talented. His, man. his 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 photography, like, is amazing. If you have not seen his photography, go hit him up on his his Instagram. Yeah, um, let's 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 plug him. Let's figure. Let's see what it is because I know it's Tommy something. Yeah, it is. It is amazing to to have a photographer like that at the university that that is a part of your program is has to be. Uh, vital you know yeah it, it, it is totally amazing so yeah his so his uh instagram name so everybody go give him a follow give him a shout out go like some of his photos tommy martino photo t-o-m-m-y-m-a-r-t-i-n-o and then photo p-h-o-t-o dude the stud with the he camera is. man yeah he is. yeah and that's where we that's where we usually get a lot of our um kind of our backgrounds our edits for for our podcast um we take it a lot from him, man, just yeah. simply because he has some of the coolest photos around. So it ends up working out really, really well. Um, yeah. So shout out to him. Exactly. Give a shout out to him and, and follow him. His stuff is truly amazing. So, yeah, well, well let's head on to our next one, man. We got, we got Portland state and, and probably, you know, some bad feelings with you. Portland state is that, Bad blood, bad bad taste in your mouth. You know what? It's just always been <laughs> one of those games where it, it we it was a different game plan, different expectation, and it always ended up being a different game. Obviously, yeah. that's just a game of football. You know, that's kind of to be expected. But for some reason for Portland State, it was it was always down to the wire. It was always a yeah. tough one. I've been part of some some really close games. I've been part of some games that were super super fun. But it's always a battle with them. You know, yeah. I think in the series since they've had the new head coach. Um, I think these past couple of years, it's like uh, I think we're up four to two against them. You know, two big wins coming um, to them. One of them I was a part of when they were at home, um, and I think they ended up blocking a field goal for the win or something like that. So yeah, um, wasn't it at our place where they they kicked the it was. field goal? Yeah, they kicked oh, the one. I yeah. remember that. I remember yeah. that game. I was listening to it on the radio, and I'm like, oh, yeah, Lord. yeah. It, it, it was it was uh, that was a heartbreaking one for sure, man. Yeah. I mean, because it's one of those games where. Um, we had a different kind of, I guess, picture, a different prediction. You know, we were expecting a different outcome, and we just came up short. You know, even yeah. when we went to their place, I think my senior year, um, it was a little bit of a battle. You know, I think we ended up beating 30s to the 20s or in the, even in the teens against them. But uh, it was a battle. It was one of those tougher games that uh, it feels a little bit, a little bit more at stake than other games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and so because of that, I've been on the the winning side of a couple of those games. I've been on the losing side of those couple couple of those games. But it's always up a toss in there, regardless of where we're sitting in the league or yeah. those predictions or you know those sort of things. And so I'm 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 anxious and anticipating for it to be a good game this weekend. And I, I think this will yeah. be a a tougher challenge than even the South Dakota. Obviously, don't think it was a crazy crazy tough challenge being able to play South Dakota at home. Yeah. Um, but with this team, I think it'll just be a little bit tougher. I I think so too. And you know, Coach Barnum, uh, their coach is a good coach, and I think you know he he is one of the I think Coach Hauk and him are the two leading coaches that have been around in the Big Sky. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think he he, he breeds toughness, kind of like Hauk does. Yeah. Um, but 
you know, it's really hard to know about this team. So I'm just going to kind of go into what we know, but it's hard to know what we're going to get out of this team because, yeah, they haven't yeah. won a game this year, but they've played two FBS teams. They played two FBS teams, a bye yeah. week already up. It's, we're kind of wrapped up. Yeah. Um, one being University of Washington. I guess yep. we kicked their ass pretty good last last year to, you know, kind of change the change their program for this year. Um, obviously the San Jose State. I'm gonna be honest with you. I thought they had the San Jose State in the back. They sh- they should have. So San Jose State they lost in the last one minute and eleven seconds, twenty one seventeen. They got beat by Washington fifty two to six. They got smoked. Um, and so. What Barnum did, and I heard this on a uh, on one of the podcasts, is he purposely saw that Washington was on their schedule and saw us, Montana, where we were at, and that he purposely put his buy where he wanted it because he wanted to get rested up for the Montana game. Mm, that's interesting. Because he knew that they would be – This just goes back to what I was saying you yeah. know, 30 seconds ago. It's a different type of game. You yeah. know, it, This is their Super Bowl. This is their super. This this is we are their. I mean, we're everybody's rivalry, but yeah. we're their rival. You exactly. know what I mean? Well, and and, and it's not like a, a rival that we think of. But the, the, have you <laughs> have you seen their stadium? Their stadium is a. I don't even know it's a stadium. I don't even think it's a glorified high school stadium. So know, you know, right. coming into Wad Grizz, where it's 26,000 people, and this is what they're going to be playing for. Yeah, uh, it mm-hmm. was our stadium is better than San Jose State. Probably not. It probably noise wise compares to Washington, uh, more fans in Washington's, but uh, two weeks off. I think it's like 10 days off. They, yeah. I think they even had a scrimmage where they got some of their young guys and had, they had a scrimmage and uh, kind of did a scrimmage. And um, so it, this kind this team kind of scares me just because of what they have, man. Um, you know what? Like I said, like you just mentioned, man, just being able to strategically place their bye week, it shows that they're 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 coming for something different. Yep. You know, they're looking to make a statement, um, and they don't care about you know zero and two in right now yep. as as it currently sits. They have have they have a lot more football to kind of go, um, but they want this week to be a statement game for them. And I just don't think it's going to be that at all. They're hungry for yep. a win. Um, they're looking to win at a very tough place to beat. They're traveling to us. Um, they do some things that's a little bit unique uh, to what we normally see. They run a flex defense, so it's a little bit of an unusual look. And even when I played them, it took a little bit of adjusting to, you know, kind of sort it all out. Um, the loss, there was some confusion. The win, we kind of dialed that in pretty good. Um, and that's really just because of the front and the type of uh, the pressures that they kind of show. They really just want to force pressure in order to kind of create mistakes. And I think it's going to be just the same. You know, they're going to follow that kind of the same routine to be able to make some some mistakes happen for Lucas. Um, so, again, I think out of this whole season, us being 3-0, obviously it doesn't mean anything because we're focused on the next one. Yep. But this will be the biggest game for the offensive line, 100%. So for the fans out there that don't know, what would you – when you say flex, a flex system, what does that mean? So can you, can you give us in the, like the layman's terms, like the easy terms? No, man, I, I don't know how to talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> or just give, give us what you know. Man. Why, why, why do they call it a flex? Like what, what's so... Uh, so where do they line up? So they're going to have heads up defensive linemen to either side to kind of create holes. And then you're, okay. they're going to use kind of this, um, a particular kind of blitz scheme in order to kind of take advantage of some of those holes. So 
obviously we're doing a three three five, which is a little bit different. We have a guy that's yeah. you know head up in two fours, um, yep. giving you the ability to kind of go anywhere. They kind of create a similar type of confusion um, that kind of forces your eyes to either be really undisciplined or you're kind of looking three sixty trying to figure out or one eighty trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And so that's kind of I guess the simplest way for me to kind of explain it. They run a lot of stuff to really challenge the eyes of an offensive lineman in order to take right. advantage of some of those holes in order to obviously create pressure, which in turn, you know, give trouble to the quarterback in order to, you know, potentially make a mistake, maybe make a bad throw um, or even just go for the sack. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Well, I just (laughs) wanted to kind of give, you know, you hear flex, but you know, people might not know what that means. And so kind of giving more information to people, uh, it totally makes sense for to me, but I just wanted to give you know the listener a little bit more of information of, of yeah. what that might look like. So um, their offense, man, <laughs> let's go into their offense. Their QB, uh, he is uh, Dante Sheshri. I'm going to give uh-huh. you his name wrong. Uh, Sheshri or whatever is six three one eighty five. He's a sophomore. Uh, he is thirty of fifty four. Of passing, so that's about fifty-five percent this year. Three hundred and twenty yards, two touchdowns. Uh, that's not where he gets a lot of his go, though. He, he is their, I believe, their leading rusher. Yes, they're a leading rusher this year. So he is a dynamic runner um, and a pretty good arm. Um, not as accurate as I, I think they would want to, but only playing two games and only throwing it fifty-four times. You know that they're probably averaging twenty-eight some passes, but uh, they've got a dynamic running duo. Um, they, they use him out of the back, back, but they have a beast of a running back. Mm-hmm. Andrew Van Buren uh, is a 240-pound mammoth running back that they use. Um, he's only done about 20, 21 attempts, 51 yards, 2.4 yards in average. But, uh, man, 240 pounds. That coming That's out a of big the back, boy. That is a huge guy. Yeah, that is that is a big, big boy. <laughs> and um, I think that'll be the biggest back that we see up uh, until now, right? I would by think that's the biggest by a lot. Yep. yep. Yeah. So oh my goodness. That's that's always a challenging thing. That kind of reminds me of uh, Northern Colorado when we played a couple of years back. They had a back exactly like that. Yeah. Um, and it was it was a physical, physical game for our linebackers and our front simply because it's like that's a lot of body to be able to take down. Oh, yeah. And so one advantage that we have, I think, that makes it a little bit better is that we have a bunch of dogs that chase and chase yeah. and chase. So you'll never have to worry about being alone in a situation like that. Very rarely will it be one-on-one, yeah. you know, running back versus safety or corner or, you know, making a linebacker and just kind of trying to truck and make a move on him, you know? Yeah. Even if you end up missing, what we make up as a defense is that you're going to have six other guys right there in half a second. By the second, by the time a second's up, you're going to have all 11 guys chasing you. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's where we're going to really need to rely on that defensive side. Exactly. Like I said, and then you also use uh, another running back, Jalen McGee, uh, 16 attempts for 79 yards. So I believe that's their, their more versatile back. Um, where they use their quarterback to run outside sometimes too, and their other versatile running back to kind of run. And then they use their bus, <laughs> Andrew Van Buren, to just blow people. Tell their bus. <laughs> the bus. 
Um, but then they have one of the probably one of the best wide receivers in the league, too, uh, with Bo Kelly, uh, 11 receptions, 150 yards, one touchdown, averaging about 13 yards a, ca- a catch. He's on mm-hmm. the preseason all, all conference team. Um, so they do have a dynamite wide receiver. Um, maybe not probably getting as much as he would probably want with just only 150 yards in two games, but uh, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I think, um, again, it'll be a kind of just thinking about the matchup in general, kind of going back to, you know, who they have, who they have on their offense, yep. uh, who we have on their, their defense or, or on our, our, Jesus, our offense and who they have on their offense. I think it'll be an interesting matchup defensive wise, you know, cause yep. again, I think uh, we're both really kind of based around that confusion. Like I just said, maybe just 30 seconds ago, we have the 3-3-5. They're more of a 4-3, kind of a little more traditional, but they kind of, you know, really kind of attack based on the offensive play in order to create some confusion as opposed to having preset things. You know what I mean? And so it's a lot of reading for an offensive lineman and for a quarterback. And so it's going to be, I think, uh, a game of the offenses, you know? Who's going to be more consistent? Who's going to be more productive? I know we have the more firepower on both sides of the ball, but ultimately, you know, if you don't know where the hell you're going, it's going to be a tough game for anybody. And so I think that's where we're really going to have to kind of hound in, keep disciplinary eyes all across the board, be able to make some of those reads. And if we can create some time for Lucas, he'll get the the job done, whether it be with his feet or throwing the ball downfield. But again, that four three flex defense is, is is a little bit of a confusing thing. Um, might be able to hard to tell just from the naked eye, but when you understand it a little bit, I mean that was one of the tougher ones to get adjusted to, simply because you don't see it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know the the other wide receiver that they got. Sorry guys, <clears throat> uh, Nate Bennett, uh, eight receptions, one hundred and one yards uh, so far, twelve point six average. Uh, so they've got some they've got some guys, man. They've got some guys that they, I, I think, that could be uh, challenging for us on the offensive side. I definitely think that those uh, holes that they probably saw against the Indiana State game that may not be holes. They're going to try to try to get the running game going, and and if they get the running game going, they're going to try to pass it a little bit too mm-hmm. um, to kind of even that out. But um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I'm really interested to, to see how they use that running back. How the mm-hmm. how how we adapt to such a big running back and and their quarterback? I don't you know seeing how they got beat down by Washington. This is going to be a a atmosphere that I don't think that he's probably ever seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I don't it, and not, don't take it out of context, guys. Like Washington, yeah, they have a great great stadium, great fan base, but they're not going to be hopped up and jazzed up playing portland state as if it was usc right yeah um this is in conference this is going to be a a game where the each side knows each other each side doesn't like each other uh barnum really does know what we like to do he really does probably follow our program um and there he's friends with uh coach hauk as well so um i i think it's going to be an interesting game and and if we're not alert for not focused in it could be a, a whole lot closer than what we want it to be. Yeah, 100%. And, like, again, just – I mean, you made a great point right now just kind of talking about the actual difficulty of, of the stadium, yeah. you know. 
like you said, th- those guys out there in Washington, they don't care that they're playing Portland State. They care yeah. about the USC's, the UCLA, the Oregon, the Oregon States. Yep. They're not going to care about Portland State coming in in order to play them. So yeah. because of that, this will be a little bit of a different environment for some of those guys that may be a little bit new to the program. Um, I think some people are going to try to compare to that kind of COVID season where we kind of beat the brakes off of them. I think it was like 48-7. Um, yeah. But it's been two years, you know. Yeah. It's been upwards of two years. It's been two years to kind of develop, change the team, to, change the things around. Um, yeah. And can, can really kind of learn from that lesson because I remember when we played them, uh, Coach uh, Portland State had Coach uh, Barnum, uh, he was definitely impressed. He was, I think he was a little bit shocked too that he didn't, re- he thought he knew we were good. I don't mm-hmm. think he realized they were that good. And I think he's gonna, you know, he's 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 a hundred percent hounding those guys, letting them know, hey, this is our Super Bowl, this is a real deal. We got exactly. we got to nut up right now. We got to get yep. ready to play some ball, and we got to make sure we play at a totally different everything, uh, different level, you know. Yep. And so I think that's gonna be the expectation for this week. It's gonna be a lot more competitive. It's gonna be a different game, especially now knowing that he changed around his schedule just to accommodate, you know, last week's game to this week's game or two weeks yeah. ago game, you know. I mean, yep. that's a crazy thing to do. It's a different type of feeling. He, he, if he did that intentionally, there's a reason for that. He did just there's a reason. Montana. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he knew he knew that he was going to need that extra week to get ready for this game because you know playing Washington's not easy. They're going to be bruised yeah. up. Uh, but man, their defense, man. I was just looking at the defense, and they've got one of the best defensive ends, defensive tackles, and they DJ got a couple Ma- guys. Malo, uh, yeah. which has which he's a beast, two hundred and seventy pounds. Uh, he hasn't had the season that, that, that I think he probably would wanted. He only has three tackles, two for Isn't loss, he a preseason all American? Don't they have He's an all American? preseason all conference defensive end. There you go. All yeah. conference. I thought, yeah. they, don't they have an all American like linebacker too? Uh, they have a, uh, preseason all conference cornerback, Anthony Adams. Maybe I read something wrong. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Uh, 14 tackles, one tackle for loss, but their, their DB that they have that has, had probably a better, well, not not better in tackles, but um, Tyrese Shakir, eight tackles, three tackles for loss, two sacks, and one interception. Um, mm-hmm. So they've got some, they've got some guys. Uh, their defensive tackle also EJ Ani, six tackles, one tackle for loss, and one sack. Um, and their linebacker Parker McKenna, uh, returning starter from last year, eighty-one tackles from last year. He's already got ten tackles this year. Um, they've got, they've got some guys on the defensive end, if you're not careful. And, and I don't really want to see that VJ Malo guy go out <laughs> and have, you know, his all conference game on us, um, during uh, homecoming. So, uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how this offensive line continues to develop, because I, I totally agree with you that this is probably, and not, not to, you know, um, poo poo, you know, South Dakota, but that game it wasn't as close as the final score. Um, mm-hmm. we, we, we didn't do the things that we needed to do to push that game out of the, and we could have easily done that. Easily. And I think easily. There, there's, there's no question in anybody's mind. Yeah. That it could have been a game that got really, you know, kind of far away yeah. from those guys. Like I said earlier, it's a game of the offenses, how they're able to handle the defenses. Yep. I think for us particularly, it's a it, when you kind of scrutinize it and kind of go a little bit deeper, it's a game of the offensive line, you know, really being able to handle, you know, a couple of experienced guys, a couple of newer guys, how they mesh together and kind of face a little more of a superior defensive front, a front seven, you yep. know, and it's going to have to really kind of determine, hey, 
there's going to probably be some learning lessons in this game. You know, yeah. obviously, we're just hoping for one of those games where we come out and completely dominate. But they're going to need this in order to kind of prepare them for the back half of the season. They exactly. need this. And exactly. so this will be a true test for them. So I'm excited to go to war, baby. I'm, yeah. I'm ready to run through a door. I Give me some shoulder pads. Give me a helmet. There I'll you come go. join you guys on the sideline. But I won't play at all because I'm too hurt these <laughs> days. But I'll come join you on the sideline. <laughs> well, and, like, I was going to go through the points, man. And like, it, 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 you can't look at this team and say – because, like, you go down – Portland State, they're averaging 11 points. Well, who are yeah. they playing, right? Uh, rushing yards, they're averaging 103 rushing yards, 160 passing yards. Uh, their third down percentage is horrible at 27%, uh, but their fourth down percentage is 75%. Um, That's crazy. And, they, and they have, you know, eight sacks. So, mm-hmm. uh, so you know, it's hard to judge what this team's going to be because they played two FBS teams, and one of them they probably should have beat. Um, and so, you know, my focus on the game, what, what do we have to do to, to beat this team? Number one, we have to lock down their quarterback from running. We cannot let him beat us on the ground because if, if if they're going to swing him out and get him going, it's just going to loosen up our defense where we have to keep track of him. And then that big beast of a guy is going to just run, run down the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think that we need to make sure that that, that doesn't happen. We've got to, we've got to get some turnovers continue, continuing to uh, beat that turnover margin and continue to win that turnover margin and then control the run game. Right. We, we need to beat we need to beat them at their own thing that they like to do that. We hold, hold steady in the, the trenches, continue to develop in the trench trenches and, and, and develop that side of the ball. So uh, those are my keys that we need to do. Um, but hey, you might disagree with me. If you disagree with me, let, let us know, man. Right? Yeah. No, man. I think you. I mean, I hundred percent agree with a lot of the things that you just said too. I think um, eyes are gonna my biggest thing. Eyes. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm talking specifically for the offensive line. Offensive front eyes. Line. Be disciplined yeah. on your eyes. Be disciplined on your points. Don't overset because they'll take advantage of it. You know, yeah. make sure you're not turning your shoulders completely because if you get beat on a twist, you're just putting Lucas back there in a predicament where he has to force. Um, obviously he's elusive enough that he'll make some guys miss, but yeah, obviously we want to produce passing. We want to create holes. We want to give running backs a chance um to hit that end zone to get a stride, um, create, you know, again, just holes and um and I think we have the ability to do that as an offensive unit, um, get guys open, make some big plays. Um, but ultimately I think we just need to be consistent throughout the game and make sure we really con- hound on those topics throughout this actual coming week, being able to practice for them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be a good game. I can't, I can't wait to watch this game. This game's it's going to be weird. It's simply at like two o'clock, mm-hmm. so, yeah. which is, is kind of a later game that than usual. Usually it's one or one or noon. So uh, yeah. interesting. Um, but do you have anything else, man? Cause we can get into our, uh, our, our predictions. Yeah, no. Um, like, I mean, I'm just excited, man. I think this will yeah. be kind of one of the more truer trust tests in the first half of the season mm-hmm. before we get into, you know, kind of a rough uh, second half of the season. Um, it's it it I, I think it's going to be a little bit closer than we all want to think. I you know, on paper, you. everybody wants to say it's going to be a blowout win. I don't think so. I think this is going to be a good <laughs> game. It's going to be a fun game to go to. We're going to need the fans there. We're going to need the support there. So get you, get off your asses. Get to the game. 
I'm going to make the second half of the game, too. I have to work the first half, but I'll be the there second go. half. There you go. There you go. See, I'm making efforts. I'm trying. Exactly, um, man. <clears throat> and ultimately, um, just go show support, man. I mean, I know Bobby's going to get these guys ready. I know the coaching staff is going to get these guys ready, and those guys are hungry for a win um, because I know that they feel they're part of something special. You know, I believe that down <clears throat> to the core in my soul, and um, <clears throat> and I know that they're not going to let this be kind of the Achilles heel, you know, of the yeah. season. So. I think uh, I'm expecting great things. Awesome, man. Well, mm -hmm. <clears throat> predictions, unfortunately, uh, Angel, you beat me last week um, yep. by seven points. So it wasn't even close. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, you, you, the standings are you're up two. I'm zero. So uh, mm -hmm. I've, I've got some some ground to make up, man. So. So I think I went last week. So I think you're up this week. Oh man, I've been going back and forth on this. I've like written like three three uh, scores kind of down. Tough, huh? Yeah. Oh man. So I am going thirty-one thirteen. Thirty-one thirteen. Okay. Yep. Oh. oh God. <laughs> that, that score kind of threw me up. I feel like it's going to be a lot closer, but then again, I don't know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm so kind of conflicted because originally I was like, I could probably see it hit in the 40s. I could do the first time, kind of a high, high score, low, yeah. low score on their side. Yeah. Um, but just knowing kind of the traditional rivalry of the of these teams, it always ends up being a, a, a little bit closer, you know. Yeah. So I'm gonna go 38, I think 21. 38, 21. Yeah. Okay. That's go 38, 21. Three, score three touchdowns on that defense. You said what? They're going to score three touchdowns on that defense. Ah, you're right, 14. I have to go 13. <laughs> oh, I'm talking to you out of it? Yeah, you're talking to me out of it. 38-14. Right, ah, I mean, what was your score, 32? Uh, mine was 31-13. 31-13, okay. 31-13, okay. Yeah, I can do that. I can, I'll, do, I'll do the, well, the 38. Hey, don't let me change your, your mind. What, no, what do you, what 30, do you want, 14. You're right, 30, you're right. Three touchdowns 30, is ridiculous, especially for the type of defense that we have. You know, 38-14. Especially since we're stronger this year than we were that first year. I do think they're going to try to get a little creative, get a couple scores. Yeah. Uh, but I don't foresee them going over 14. I don't Again, if so it's – I think it might even be trick, trick plays, you know, where they get yeah. a little bit lucky simply because it's hard to kind of count for those. Um, but other than that, yeah, I'm kind of sticking with that. I shouldn't have even said anything. I should have Yeah, said no, you did. You put me in the right direction, my <laughs> friend. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna kick myself for that one. So yeah, yeah, man. Well, like like always, guys. You know, you can rate, review, and subscribe to our our podcast. Like always, uh, we, we appreciate you. We do this for you guys. Like like you said, we're just two couch potatoes. So if you disagree with us, uh, hit us up on our our Twitter and Instagram, uh, and hit us up there and tell us. And and we we want we want to get you guys involved. Um, so yeah. also, I've been. Uh, putting stuff on egress so get us involved in that way as as well so uh yeah we want to hear from you and uh yeah. thanks for listening yeah and then also check us out on fcs fans nation just a little plug in again yep. um again doing some really good things part of a really good community there it's really healthy too that's a nice part about it nobody's yep. toxic in the group yep. um and it's just kind of nice to see that we all kind of have that camaraderie so be sure to check us out on there check out some of the other podcasts too um and as always go grizz Fight on. <laughs>